Yes, Adelaide do go on into the next round of the playoffs. The Wellington Phoenix go home in the elimination final for the fourth time in five years. It's been a long time since they've won a playoff game way back in 2012. I think David Chode almost had here back in those days. He joins me to reflect the former All-White and SCNZ football commentator. David, it's good to hear from you, um, but we wish it was under better circumstances. I, I must admit, I'm just not surprised at all at the overall result. I didn't, I didn't give them a whole heap of a chance. Did you? No, I didn't, Daniel. I uh, spent a few hours in the pub before the game because it was a nice nine o'clock kickoff with a few football heads, and there wasn't much hope being held for the Phoenix. Um, they went into the finals limping, uh, and they uh, they stood up for a while. I thought the first twenty minutes they were good, uh, and uh, they fell behind, and there was probably no way back for them. And the way they'd been playing, this was no surprise. Yeah, I think you're right. There was that feeling out period early in the game. I thought it was played at good pace, uh, you know, a couple of half chances for the Wellington Phoenix, but I was really disappointed on two fronts with the opening goal. One, how they conceded it, and then how they responded. There wasn't much of a response. Walk us through what you saw during uh, the Goodwin goal. Yeah, look, uh, the, the highlights reel won't be kind to Calanelli in particular. His defending at the far post was... Um, all night, a little bit ordinary, um, and he was just outplayed by, to be fair, Craig Goodwin, probably one of the uh, the, the, the marquee players of the A-League. He's a, he's a fabulous player, Craig Goodwin, but uh, given that amount of uh, time and space, and uh, he was just too good to be handled. The all-white uh, all for where he's played some all-white football um, just was uh, all at sea at that far post. It was extremely frustrating, I think, for Ufuk Tele, because I think... Until the first goal, they looked quite competitive. Uh, they were they were sprightly, sharp to the ball, but it seemed to knock the wind out of their sails. Yeah, they just didn't respond. There wasn't much of a response, was there, David? And I'm labouring that point. Uh, Adelaide had, I thought, numerous opportunities to make it 2-0 before they actually did. Those sort of cross-field passes had great joys into wide areas. and It's not as if Adelaide don't come as advertised. They have a, a particular yeah, and- style, and they were just good at implementing it. Yeah, Adelaide did what Adelaide do. And the other thing with Adelaide, they had shown some vulnerability in the weeks coming in. So the, the opportunity, I think, was there for the Phoenix to perhaps spend a bit more time on the front foot. They never got going, really. Um, once going behind, you doubted there was a way back for them. Um, Adelaide were good, but the all, uh, the, the uh, Phoenix were ordinary, really. I thought um, more of the same that we saw for the last five or six weeks of the season, which was disappointing, really, given... At the sort of turn of Christmas time, they were a side that you were talking about a top four finish or even a potential top two finish. Uh, my notes from watching last night, David, read this. Cry on at half time. Uh, in the early stages, they look bright in position, Wellington. I'm very worried about Adelaide on the break. Uh, and that's kind yep. of what happened. Ad- Ad- Adelaide sat and, and used their pace going forward. Yeah, they did get uh, a bit more ball in the second half of the Wellington Phoenix. And then you say, Cry off the bench. Uh, he sort of ran out of form or certainly ran out of favour because he became a bench player in that sort of latter part of the season. In the early half of the season, he was the guy who got the goals early, if you remember. I think he, he ended up with six or so goals and they were all got early in the season. Um, he was a real sort of nailed-on starter. He does make a difference to them. He's able to keep possession and, and get forward. But all that did was allow, uh, I think, Adelaide to suck up a bit of pressure, sit a bit deeper. And uh, when you've got the likes of Goodwin breaking forward, um, you've got real danger. So they are a chance to go further in a home and away semi- uh, series in the finals. But the Phoenix, their season is done. 
And if there is a moment that makes you think it's not going to be your night, it's right on the stroke of half time. Uh, ball's in the penalty area. There's a good save made. I think Roof forgets the rebound. Toe pokes it, hits the post, and bounces back into Gauchy's hands. Uh, it just wasn't going to be the Wellington Phoenix's night. So, so when you reflect on the season, um, Jody, how would how would you judge it? You know, it, it, it's good yeah. getting into the playoffs, and they've done it four out of five years, and that needs to be commended. But but it feels like Groundhog Day. It does feel like Groundhog Day, and um, you do feel for David Ball. I mean, he hit more than a lumberjack, didn't he? I mean, he's he's the kind of player that works his tail off. Uh, he's got a big engine, uh, and I think in the weeks preceding the uh, the match last night, he sort of was starting to hit some sort of form. And in that uh, melee just before halftime, had he been able to score at that point, um, he was in around it. Roofer, I think it was, who got the final touch against against the post. It might have changed the game for them. But when you reflect on a season that had them at halfway, sort of looking like a side that could, uh, as I say, finish in the top four, and they tailed off so badly, I think that's what will be remembered, the tailing off this season. The one thing I would say, though, Ufik Tale in his time there has had the Phoenix as a side that is respected as a footballing outfit. Uh, they are almost sort of one of those sides that uh, the pundits always pick to come last. But I think football people know that the Ufik Tale Phoenix were always going to be a final side. He was a really good hire. There's no doubt about that. Um, so consistent. Three out of the four years he was here, they made the playoffs. The one year they um, didn't, it was by one point. He has brought a consistency, respectability, as you, you put it. But they've been easy on the eye too, David. It's just a shame they, yeah, that's... You know, they, they pick their worst games of the year to, to draw a dud in front of goal. Yeah, they, they ran out of um, steam. That uh, They were almost out of gas by the time they got to the finals. But I think Ufik Tale has created a Wellington Phoenix side that plays football that's good to watch. They play possession. Uh, they try and zip around the place. Out of possession, they were terrible, particularly in the second half of the season. I think that was a real weakness for them when they didn't have the ball. But when they got on the ball, they did play some decent football. Short passing was their, their go-to with the odd sort of outlet ball to Zavada up front, who was a real success. But Tale had them playing the kind of football that people want to see. So I think you'd have to say on that front, uh, Ufik Tale's time will be reflected on positively. But going deeper in the finals means you've got to be playing your right, sort of your best football at the right time of year. And they certainly weren't doing that this season. Uh, Oscar Zavada clearly sweeping all the awards midweek. No surprise there. When you're banging as many goals as he has, 15 of them in a debut season, uh, you're going to get all the plaudits. Uh, Crive, second on that goal-scoring sheet with seven, David. You were, you were right as far as his contribution. But if I, I'm to mention David Ball, one goal in 23 games. Costa Barbarossa's two goals in 23 games. Jan Sass, three goals in 22. You know, that's one big um, you know, domestic player marquee signing and, and two foreign spots. They need more production, don't they? That, that, yeah. Zavada yeah, needs help. Partic- yeah, yeah, particularly out of sort of midfield. You, you always like to see a, a side that's got someone in the midfield popping in five and six, which was, I suppose, Crave on this, on, on this season showing someone else sort of popping in three and fours. Um, but that just wasn't to be. David Ball's the guy I mentioned earlier. I mean, uh, I feel for the guy because he, he has such an engine on him. He worked so hard. But in front of goal, he just um, had no, no finish to him. I mean, on occasion, as I said, he... The week before, he'd hit the post about three times in two minutes. All season, he's been the almost man for goals. But um, yeah. you do wonder if the nearly man is nearly coming to the end. Jan Suss was signed on a one-year deal. Not sure if he's going to be back. But four of the five import spots are filled. If, if you're running the club, and I'm putting you on the spot here, they've got Agarkovic leaving, they've got Lewis leaving. So that's a big chunk of centre and midfield. 
Ollie Sale um, uh, is departing. An overseas spot goes to what, a midfielder or a goalkeeper? Well, they've got a challenge on their hands, haven't they? I think they can fill the midfield spots with uh, potentially younger Australian players. That's the seat to be the go-to for the Phoenix, and it's worked reasonably well for them when you think of the players that have sort of come through the club. There's always a young Aussie or two popping about, or even a Kiwi who might pop out of uh, their reserve setup that might step up. Uh, old, perhaps. Um, you wonder you wonder about the goalkeeping situation. If they can't get themselves a uh, domestic keeper, um, I think they have to have a backup for Alex Paulson, who now becomes the number one. Um, I think that's probably the priority signing for them. Mm. How much attention needs to be... Um spent on the defensive line. You're happy with the options they have going forward or the sort of instability at the back have you thinking they need to bolster? Yeah, well, player for player at the back, they've sort of got a, a reasonable amount of cover, I think. Um, I mean, they brought in Nico Box all late on and we haven't seen much of him. I think he only got one one appearance, didn't look to um, sort of take that opportunity as well as uh, perhaps he might have. Um, the fullback positions, they've got to re-sign. I think um, Elliot is yet to sign. So on that showing, he didn't add any dollars to his uh, to his contract, I don't think. Uh, central defence, I see they had Finn Sermon sitting on the bench who the season before had made a good fist of things. So he'll be a year more experienced, although he didn't see much game time this season. Um, look, I think they've got probably enough to go with um, to, to, to settle the sort of side down. But I, I do think they're... The real issues are in midfield and uh, going forward. All right, uh, Chody, we've got uh, Western Sydney Wanderers up against Sydney or Sydney Affair in the other elimination final. That's later tonight. Um, Adelaide Central Coast Mariners will now meet in the semi-finals next weekend. It's, of course, two-legged semi-finals, but no one stops Melbourne City, do they? You wouldn't think so, although I've got a soft spot for Central Coast Mariners. I just think that when they get yeah. going, they look really good. I think they're a side that if they can play their best football at the right time of year, and that's what it's about, they can threaten anyone. But you do think um, there's goals are plenty um, in, in uh, Melbourne City. You'd have to think McLaren and co. will be tough to stop. Um, so they'll be clearly favoured. But I'd love to see Central Coast get there because I think that's the best final. Brilliant. Well, there's certainly hopefully more goal-scoring uh, action than what you've seen out of your beloved Chelsea in recent times. That's going according <laughs> to plan, isn't it? Yeah, 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 there could be worse things uh, than the Phoenix, and there are. They're called Chelsea at the moment. So, yeah, English <laughs> Premier League watching is uh, is a depressing watch. I, I, I watched the midweek game against Arsenal, and um, someone had said to me, they're the kind of side that could go out and beat Arsenal. And I said, no, they're not, and they aren't. <laughs> Imagine if Frank Lampard didn't know so much about the club, how bad they would be. Oh, look, uh, Frank Lampard is just having a horror. And I think the other day the fans started singing his name, just letting him know that they love the guy. He's a terrific legend of the club. But um, I'm not sure anyone's putting him on uh, the managerial list at the moment. He's had a horrible, horrible run. Isn't he, uh, Dave? You're our legend. Thanks so much for taking the time for all your work over the season. It's a shame we won't hear you uh, on the wireless over the playoffs, uh, Ralphie, but we'll catch up with you next season, I do hope. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Daniel.